Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, The Beverly Hillbillies from 1965. The Paramount Pictures film Breakfast at Tiffany's was released on October 5th, 1961. Directed by Blake Edwards and adapted from Truman Capote's 1958 book of the same name, the film was a hit with both audiences and critics. It was nominated for five Academy Awards, one of which was a Best Actress nomination for its star, Audrey Hepburn. Hepburn starred as Holly Lightly a young New York socialite who becomes interested in a struggling writer who lives in her apartment building. But she had a secret past. Her real name is Lula Mae Barnes, and at a disturbingly young age, married Doc Golightly, played by Buddy Epson. Attention, please. Leaving from platform five, to Philadelphia, Columbus, Indianapolis, Carolina, Louisville, Oklahoma City, Madison, Dallas. Doc, I'm not coming with you. Come on. Let's walk together quietly and I'll try and help you understand. Help me talk to him, Fred. That's all right, son. I appreciate you want to help, but it's between Lula May and me. Sure, Doc. I love you, Lula May. I know you do, and that's just the trouble. Buddy Ebsen had begun his career as a dancer, which eventually brought him to films. He appeared as a dancer in the film Captain January alongside Shirley Temple back in 1936. A few years later, he was cast as the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. Ray Bulger, who had been cast as the Tin Man, wanted to play the Scarecrow and the two switched roles. Shortly after filming began, Ebsen was hospitalized for having muscle cramps, body aches, and shortness of breath. It turned out he had an allergic reaction to the aluminum dust in the Tin Man makeup, and he had to leave the film. By then, he had already recorded his songs for the film, and when the deluxe version of the Wizard of Oz soundtrack was released in 1995, Ebsen's version of If I Only Had a Heart was included. When a man's an empty kettle, he should be on his metal, and yet I'm torn apart. Just because I'm presuming that I could be kind of human if I only had a heart. After some time in the U.S. Coast Guard in the 40s, Ebsen continued acting in TV and films for the next 20 years. After his role in Breakfast at Tiffany's, he considered retiring from acting. Around this time, Al Simon, the president of Filmways Productions, contacted Ebsen and told him he had a script he would like him to read. Here's Beverly Hillbillies creator Paul Henning on METVLegends.org. So Buddy came into Al's office, and I read the script, the pilot script, and he enjoyed it so much. He said, forget about retirement. I'd love to do this show. And once we had the anchor, the main character of Jed Clampett, the rest was just a matter of casting. In addition to Ebsen, there was Irene Ryan, Donna Douglas, and Max Baer Jr. as the Clampett family. 
They were a hillbilly family living in the Ozarks. Then, after Jed struck oil on their land, they loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly. Hills, that is. The Beverly Hillbillies debuted on CBS on September 26, 1962. Though it wasn't a hit with critics, according to IMDb.com, within the first three weeks of its debut, the Beverly Hillbillies went to number one. That was faster than any other show in television history, and it's still a record held to this day. There goes that music again. <laughs> you ever find out where that comes from? No, I'm Granny. Every single time I commence to looking for it, somebody comes to the door. <laughs> Nobody to the door now? There will be. You'll see. <laughs> During its first two seasons, The Beverly Hillbillies was the number one show in the United States. A season two episode titled The Great Jack Rabbit is the most watched half-hour episode of a sitcom in history. The show finished in the top 20 most watched programs on TV in eight of its nine seasons. 16 of its episodes are among the 100 most watched episodes in American TV history. Come and listen to my story about a man named Chad. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that is. Black gold. Texas tea. Well, the first thing you... The show's catchy theme song, The Ballad of Jed Clampett, was composed by its creator, Paul Henning. It was performed by bluegrass musicians Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs with Jerry Scoggins on vocals. Scoggins was working as a stockbroker who sang on the weekends when he was approached to sing the theme song. Occasionally, special lyrics were inserted into the theme song for advertisers, like this one for Kellogg's cereal. I come along and visit with the Clampett family As they learn the simple pleasures of the hills of Beverly That includes the products of your sponsor of the week The cereals of Kellogg's, Kellogg's of Battle Creek in late 1962, a single of The Ballad of Jed Clampett was released on Columbia Records. It was a slight reworking of the theme, combining the opening with the closing theme, and it now featured Lester Flatt on vocals. It went to number one on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart, and even hit number 44 on the Billboard Hot 100. Listen to my story about a man named Jed. Poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up through the ground come a bubbling crude. All that is black gold, Texas tea. It was perhaps the success of this single, combined with the massive popularity of the series, that led to an entire Beverly Hillbillies album just a couple of years later. In 1965, The Beverly Hillbillies was released on Harmony Records. Appropriately, the album begins with The Ballad of Jed Clampett. It's basically the same version that had already been released as a single, except this version fades out before going into the lyrics for the closing theme. So let's just move on to track two, Beverly Hills. No, it's not the original version of that song. This is just another song called Beverly Hills, and it's credited to the entire cast. That's the way they live in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. The people are strange, but I wouldn't exchange. Living in 
Up next is Vittles, credited to Granny with Cast. Granny was played by Irene Ryan. In reality, she was only five years older than Buddy Ebsen. Over the years, the actress and comedian had success in vaudeville, radio, film, TV, and Broadway. She was nominated for two Emmys for her role as Granny, and in 1973, was nominated for a Tony for her role in Pippin, just months before she passed away at the age of 70. Let me take a peek in my pot. What do you see, Granny? Yeah, what do we got? Oh, we got owl soup, jowl soup, and a little fowl soup. Fried bits, dried bits, skinny and white bits. Hog belly, frog belly, cooked in ice, possum jelly. That's what's a-cooking in my pot. Yeah, Granny, what else we got? Yeah, Granny, what else we got? What we are eating for devils, Granny. What we are eating for devils, Granny. Irene Ryan also released her own novelty single titled Granny's Miniskirt. I'm going to cover it later this week for an episode of Bizarre Singles over on Patreon, so if you'd like to hear that, become a patron over at patreon.com slash bizarre albums. Hey there, it's me, Tony. Along with hosting Bizarre Albums, I'm also the drummer for Don't Stop or We'll Die, a bizarre funny rockin' band with bizarre funny rockin' tunes like I Got a Perm for My Campin' Trip and Where Can a Nerd Find an Egg That's Square? I also happen to be the producer for the band's new weekly podcast, Song a Week. It's a fast, funny podcast co-hosted by Don't Stop or We'll Die songwriters Michael Cassidy and Paul Rust, where they debut a brand new song each and every week. We're talking new songs like A Flower in My Garden, featuring me on drums right here. I got a flower in my garden. With all songs produced by Amin Zarukian. Make sure to check out Song a Week over on Patreon at patreon.com slash don't stop or will die, featuring extra special goodies like monthly bonus episodes, downloadable tracks, and more bizarre funny rockin' gems. Or if you just want the free version... Available anywhere you download podcasts. Check out Song a Week from Don't Stop or We'll Die. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up next is A Long Talk With That Boy, credited to Jed and Jethro. Max Bayer Jr. played the role of Jed's naive nephew, Jethro Bodine. This is one of two songs on the album, co-written by Buddy Epson. Someday, 
I gotta have a long talk with that boy. Long talk, long talk. Someday I gotta have a long talk with that boy. Long talk, long, long talk. And tell him about the facts of life and how to court himself a wife someday. Donna Douglas played the role of Ellie Mae Clampett. Reportedly, she beat out 500 young actresses for the role. Credited to Ellie and cast, Ellie's spring song was written by the show's creator, Paul Henning. It's the first day of spring and Granny's whomping up her tonic for to give to all the family and her kin. Though it tastes mighty bitter, it is good for man and critter cause it gets your blood to run and free again. She's alone in the kitchen. If you peek, you'll get a switchin'. Cause her tonic is a secret she won't tell. Back Home USA is the other song co-written by Buddy Epson. Greg Adams' review for AllMusic.com calls the song a straightforward Western swing-style song that is the album's high point. Now some folks like the city, and it may be okay. But the place I like is down the pike, Back Home USA. Where the folks are warm and friendly, and they greet you this away. Howdy, how you been? Just walk right in back home, USA. A living clean and healthy, a short piece down the road. If you don't care for country air, you're too brick shy of a load. The majority of the album's songs were written by Zeke Manners, who also arranged and conducted for the album. Back in the 1930s, Manners had been a member of a popular group called the Beverly Hillbillies. When the Beverly Hillbillies series first came to television, Manners sued over the rights to the name. There have been claims that perhaps he was then hired to arrange, conduct, and write for this album as a part of the settlement, but this hasn't been confirmed. Manners' best-known composition may be Pennsylvania Polka, which, if you've seen the movie Groundhog Day, you know it. Later in his life, Manners began doing stand-up comedy, and he's also the uncle of Albert Brooks and Bob Einstein, who's better known as Super Dave Osborne. Oh, we got critters on the ceiling, critters on the wall, critters in the bottom, critters in the hall, critters in the bathtub. And what do you think? This morning eight critters was a-sleeping in my seat. And move to a ranch and... No, no, Paul, they don't mind if we stay. Lady Lessons is a song credited to Ellie, Jane, and Cast. Jane would be Jane Hathaway, or Miss Jane as the Clampets called her. Jane was played by Nancy Culp. She's the secretary for their banker, Mr. Drysdale. More on him in a minute. Here's your lesson, how to be a lady. Today we shall do well. On fashion we shall dwell. I'd rather go and climb a tree. Oh, come now, dear. My couturier will dress you as a lady. First, an ermine rub and gowns and shoulder straps. <laughs> I'd rather have a muskrat trap. No, 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 Ellie Mae. Mr. Drysdale was the Clampett's next-door neighbor and banker, and he would do anything to keep the Clampett's money in his bank. He was played by Raymond Bailey, 
And up next, Jane and Drysdale get their own song, Love of Money. How serene that lovely green of legal tenderness. Nothing acts like caught a trap's light. It buys happiness. Oh, well. You know, Miss Hathaway, I have a question I've so long wanted to ask. Yes, you. Is, is the money really greener in the other fellow's bank? Certainly not. I've made a thorough investigation of the matter. It only seems greener. Oh, thank you. The album has two credited producers. Don Law and Irving Townsend. Don Law has been called one of the most important producers ever in country music. Some of his best-known work includes Marty Robinson's El Paso, Jimmy Dean's Big Bad John, and Johnny Horton's The Ballad of New Orleans. Each of those songs went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and were big factors in bringing country music to a larger audience. We fired our guns and the British kept a-coming There wasn't as many as there was a while ago Irving Townsend was known better for his work with jazz artists like Dave Brubeck and Duke Ellington. He also produced the best-selling jazz album of all time, Miles Davis's Kind of Blue, back in 1959. The album closes out with The Ballad of Jed Clampett which is the same title as the opening track, but this one is Flat and Scruggs' version of the closing theme. Now it's time to say goodbye to Jed and all his kin. They would like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in. You're all invited back again to this locality to have a heap and helping of their hospitality. Beverly Hillbillies, that's what they call them now. Nice folks. Y'all come back here. Despite the massive success of the TV series, the album was a flop. It never charted. It would see a CD release in 1993 when the Beverly Hillbillies movie was released. This record is also currently streaming on Spotify. The back of the album featured a note from Buddy Ebsen. It reads, Tell me, Mr. Ebsen, when you all started making this Beverly Hillbillies series, had you any idea it was going to be the smashing success that it turned out to be? That is the question most frequently asked by people everywhere about the Beverly Hillbillies. Obviously, everyone who threw in with the show must have thought it had something. It would have been fun if we had all written down our predictions and sealed them in a time capsule, but I don't think even the most optimistic would have slotted us for the number one spot right from the starting gun. That includes Paul Henning, the charming little giant who dreamed it all up, for his talent is only exceeded by his modesty and conservatism. It was a funny idea a good gamble, and we all determined to give it our best and then see what happened. And this is how I acquired the most diverting and enjoyable family I have ever known outside of my own, Buddy Ebsen. The same year that this album was released, Buddy Ebsen released an album of his own, entitled Buddy Ebsen Says Howdy in Song and Story. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums. 
and I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at BizarreAlbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Y'all come back now, you hear?